Welcome to the Inside Talent Podcast. This is a podcast for curious talent professionals where we'll interview global leaders from early talent, recruitment, human resources, diversity and inclusion. My name's Adriana and I'll be bringing you guests from a host of backgrounds, people from Fortune 500 companies, top tier law firms, professional services, rapidly growing startups, universities, education providers, and disruptive technologists. We'll be talking through the ins and outs of early talent, recruitment, HR, diversity and inclusion, and people management. We'll be talking through the ins and outs of talent management, what's worked, what's not worked, the successes, failures, and challenges along the way. Whether it's scaling a summer internship program nationwide or the challenges of managing a large distributed team or the journey that these global leaders took in their careers. And trust us, some of these will surprise you. We're sharing it all. On today's podcast, we speak with Colleen Grant. Colleen leads global campus recruiting at tech company HubSpot. She shares with us her experience moving from recruiter to a leader managing a global team, defining the strategy to engage with early talent, especially on campus. Her passion for enabling equality of opportunity for early talent has led her to build a world-renowned global early talent program at HubSpot. Colleen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Super excited to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. Very exciting. So to start things off, I would love to hear about, in your own words, you and your career. So maybe start off by what you studied at college, your early um, first job out of college, and how you got your start in human resources and talent acquisition. Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from college in 2014 from St. Anselm College, a small liberal arts college up in Manchester, New Hampshire. I studied, um, I dual majored in business and economics. I'm doing things not totally related to that now, but that's okay. It's a good background, you know, yeah. it teaches you how things work. Exactly. It helps for sure. Yes. So it's, it's um, the business side for sure is absolutely helping. And, and the economic side can help too, um, especially when you're working with people on the, in the job market. So it works. Totally. But um, when I first graduated from college, I took a job at a recruiting agency. So my start into recruiting happened basically right out of college. The reason I took the position um, was because I feel like if there's one thing I'm good at, it's talking to people and Love that. And convincing people to take my opinions on and, and um, can help, hopefully, help them kind of navigate their careers a little bit. So I did feel like that was a good fit for what I was interested in. So I took the agency job. Um, the agency job was very, very focused on senior technical hiring, so senior engineers mostly. So I quickly got a lot of training in all things software engineering. I knew absolutely nothing going into the agency and um, they taught me everything that I needed to know, which was absolutely amazing. I stayed there for about a year and a half before I was actually recruited to recruit at HubSpot. This person that I know who is on the recruiting operations side of the recruiting team here at HubSpot reached out to me. Um, I had known her for a really long time and she was like, hey, I know that you're doing technical hiring. We're looking for another tech recruiter. Any interest in just talking? I actually wasn't super actively looking for a new job at the time. Um, kind of felt like I was just hitting my stride at the agency. But I did know that I didn't want to be an agency forever. So this was a good opportunity to go corporate. So I sat down with um, a couple of the, the tech recruiters at HubSpot. 
I got a good feel for the position and took the job as an associate tech recruiter. So it was a really junior role, but still doing a very, very similar thing that I was doing at agency, just doing it in-house. But where my whole career really started to shift, I started at HubSpot in September of 2015. So that, of course, is right at the kickoff of campus season. So I really, I was dedicated... Yeah, crazy busy time. Um, And I was dedicated to more full-time hiring, but the way that HubSpot was structured at the time, any student hiring that was going on, so any entry-level co-op or intern hiring, the recruiters that support that org kind of just like hurried through the campus hiring and got back to full-time hiring. So there was no real campus program. So it was inevitable that I had to hire a bunch of co-ops really quickly and then get back to full-time hiring because there wasn't a campus team to do it. So that was, even though I was juggling between full-time and campus, I got my first taste for undergraduate hiring and student hiring. So that, um, that was pretty quick and right away, and I really, really loved it. Um, so that's what ended up starting my path into making campus a more full-time part of my job. Amazing. And now that leads you to your current role, which I would love a, a high-level overview as to what you're doing now at HubSpot. Yeah, absolutely. So a little over four years later, and I am the global campus recruiting manager at HubSpot. So we, um, after that following spring, I would say after the, after that first round of hiring, I sat down with my manager and was like, hey, I really love campus. I'd love to be dedicated to it. And my manager, Becky, was like, okay, yeah, cool. You can do that. But you can't just do tech. You have to do all of campus if you're going to do that. If you're going to be dedicated to this, we need a full program. Um, but I trust you. Go for it. You can figure this out. I'm here to help. Um, so I was really, really, really jazzed about that and feeling super empowered, which was great. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I dedicated myself to the campus side, put together a bunch of programming for schools, um, figured out the full you know, path that we wanted to take, not only from the tech side, but the marketing side and more of the business side of um, campus recruiting. And it very, very quickly got way too big for me to handle on my own. Um, Our application volume that first year that we had somebody be fully dedicated to campus hiring, our application volume went up by 400%. So it was pretty insane. That's wild. Yeah, it was was wild growth. It was awesome. And it really goes to show and proves that like if if you don't have a team dedicated to campus, you need one. And it makes all the difference um, when you have that dedicated resource. But it was way too big for me to handle. And I was working way too many hours back then and just trying to figure it out. So my, um, my manager and the executive team here started paying really close attention to campus because it was obviously it was working pretty well. Um, we were getting good traction. So they ended up putting a, a whole lot more investment into campus. And now you fast forward to today, we're a team of nine globally. Um, so still relatively small for our campus team, but I'd like to think we're small but mighty. We get a lot of hires done and a lot of work done here. And when we transitioned over to having a more well-established team and not just one person, there was a position that opened up to be the manager of the team. I was, at that point, three years out of college, um, still super junior in my career. I'd done a ton of research into campus, of course, um, wanted to take on this challenge, but had no people management skills. But I applied and I interviewed for the job, and my manager and her manager um, sat down with me, and they were like, hey, you know, we are going to give you the resources to figure this out. We're going to help you on the people management side. We think you can do it. Um, And now we fast forward to today, and it's... 
it is a very well-functioning team and um, you know we're continuing to grow and continue to put more investment into various areas of campus but it's really grown substantially so I'm excited to see where it's at and to see where it goes next. That's amazing. What an amazing opportunity. And I think as well to build that campus program from essentially, you know, not like a very, very small part of the recruiting function to a full on well-established, you know, built out team within the organization. That That's pretty amazing and a very cool opportunity at the beginning of your career as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. Cool. On that note, I'd really love to hear more about what was some of the support that was provided to you um, becoming a first-time people manager and building out a program and a function that didn't previously exist. What did that look like? How, what were some of the successes around there and what were some of the challenges in doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it was, I will not sugarcoat it. It was really hard. And being yeah. a first-time people manager for somebody who's a, really young, and B, still figuring out the entire programming side of it. It was a huge challenge. Um, and But HubSpot is, has a lot of really well-established mentorship opportunities and development opportunities for people managers in particular. So on the people management side, I'm really lucky that HubSpot put me through a lot of trainings. So we have management fundamentals that's um, run by our learning and development team here which is a very in-depth, ongoing learning process. Um, you go through a very rigorous, like, it's about three hours, I want to say, sit-down training session with a small group of um, managers, either first-time or experienced managers at HubSpot. Uh, so that's like the first kickoff is the manager fundamentals. But then there's also continued learning. So I would say at absolute minimum once a month, but probably more like twice, sometimes three times a month, I go to um, what we call think spaces with other managers where we discuss topics that we're um, facing and challenges that we're having on the people management side. So it's been super helpful and I just have such an amazing resource of people here that A, we're like first time managers or are really experienced managers that I can go to and ask questions and everybody's just so eager and willing to help each other. So it really is an empowering situation to be in. Mm, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's been great. And I'd say the other big challenge um, that luckily there are other people here that have been through it too is I went from um, peer to manager. So I had people on my team that you know used to be just a peer to me and then all of a sudden I was their manager. So that, uh, that was a tough transition and can always be a, a weird kind of thing to, to talk about with your peers. Like, okay, great. We, now you report to me. Yeah, yeah, now you report to me. This is kind of awkward. But um, again, there's so many people that have been through that before and just kind of having those conversations and calling it out, I think was something that was super helpful. It was just like, hey, I know this, this is weird. Uh, I know that this is kind of an uncomfortable situation for you. It's uncomfortable for me too. Let's figure out what works for both of us and how we can better communicate about this moving forward forward at the end of the day like we're both in this to better HubSpot so let's just figure out how to do that together um I think the other thing and getting to the program management side um I have always been and continue to be very open and honest with my team that like we are all figuring this out together I don't claim to have better ideas than anybody else I don't claim to have it be my way or the highway and I really hope my team would back me on that I think they would Um, I hired a team that is better than me and I think that's the best thing that you can do as a as a program manager is hire people that you are just wowed by their ideas wowed by their ambitions and you work together and you have that collaboration and camaraderie 
that's how our program grew so quickly and how it's become such a strong pipeline of talent for HubSpot is because I really truly hire people that are that amaze me every single day. So I think when it comes to figuring out the campus world, surround yourself with people that you admire and that you want to learn from. And that has been all the difference in growing the program. And then on top of that, I do my absolute best um, at, least, at least once a month to talk to a campus professional outside of HubSpot to just get ideas of like what they're doing from all different size companies, um, backgrounds, what have you. And it has been really eye-opening just to hear how other companies do it. Mm, I love um, that. Yeah, absolutely. I like those one-on-one conversations. Personally, I like those one-on-one conversations a lot more than like going to conferences about it or something. I feel like I don't always get as much out of that as I do just an honest, real conversation with someone who's going through the challenges that I'm going through right now, or they just went through the challenges and they got through it. Like all of these things are so insightful. And I like to think that it's a two-way street, right? I can provide insight to them while they're providing insight to me. So that has been super impactful and um, bringing that back to my team being like, hey, this is what... XYZ or companies doing. So have we thought about that? Should we think about that? Would that work for us? It's really establishing very well-rounded conversations and a lot of innovation within the team. Mm, I really love that. I think there's a couple of things that you touched on there. There's definitely that idea of honesty and transparency always leading towards that sort of shared purpose, goal, and vision. How would you sort of I guess, define that or how would you characterize what that goal and that vision for your campus recruiting function at HubSpot is? Yeah, I mean, our our quick hit mission is that we're striving to help as many students as we can grow their careers better. Um, by working at HubSpot. That's our, that's our overall mission um, is to just dedicate to students to helping them to help them learn and grow. Another caveat that I would want to add into that is there is no move decision or innovation that our campus team has that isn't solving for um, diversity within the organization, diversity within tech, solving for better equality, solving for a more sense of belonging. Um, Everything that we do from our programming to the schools we go to, it all needs to answer for that. Um, And it really keeps, it keeps us driven. Uh, You know, when we feel like we're solving for a greater problem within tech and being able to use the campus funnel and use the campus program that we have at HubSpot to give back to that and to solve for that bigger um, overall company mission, it really does, you know, puts a bigger pep in your step and makes you feel really empowered and driven. So I think those and so we're helping students, of course, um, grow their careers and, and teach them as much as possible. But we also like to think that we're helping HubSpot um, by making us a more diverse, inclusive, um, and, and make students have a better sense of belonging within the organization as a whole. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think that's really important. And that's something that's, I think maybe people forget about it. Um, I mean, you get sort of so lost in the weeds sometimes and in the day-to-day and just realizing that at the end of the day, like when you're working in early talent or even if you're working in you know, talent acquisition or whatever it is within HR more broadly, mm-hmm. they are having an impact on people's lives. They're having such a tangible impact on people's lives, yeah. how they go about doing things, their, the next steps in their career. And that point about diversity, inclusion and belonging, so <laughs> important. Yeah. Can you talk me through from the diversity and inclusion perspective? I loved hearing what you were saying before about, um, you know, how you're always seeking to hire within your team and then also from a campus perspective, you know, diverse perspectives that have different ideas. You know, you said you want to hire people that are smarter than you. You always want to build a, a, a great sort of pipeline of talent. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the challenges and the successes that you've had around building that diverse pipeline at a campus level, but then also within your team, you know, finding those fresh ideas and empowering people to sort of perform the best that they can? would love to hear some stories around that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start on the campus level. I don't think I'm breaking any major news stories by saying that the Boston area where we are headquartered um, is not the most diverse area. Yeah. Um, Massachusetts in general is a pretty white um, area. So when I started at HubSpot, that was the first thing that I really had to wrap my brain around is like, if I want to solve this and I want to feel proud of the programming that I'm putting together and the students that I'm bringing in, I need to get out of Boston. Um, and it's not to say that I don't hire from Boston area schools. Of course I do. There's amazing institutions in the Boston and Cambridge area, obviously. Um, but if we really want to have a truly diverse program, I needed to get out of Boston. So we started looking into universities and institutions um, all across the U.S. to make sure that we're bringing in all different types of talent. Now, a huge challenge that we faced as soon as we left um, New England is people didn't really know HubSpot as much. Um, So we had this super, super strong brand presence in the Boston area, and then all of a sudden it was like, what's HubSpot? What do you do? And that was was a whole new challenge. um, yeah, absolutely. They're like, okay, you're, you're B2B. What does that even mean? What are you doing? Yeah. This marketing software, what's inbound? I don't get it. Um, so that was, a, that was an additional challenge that we had to do, that we had to overcome. And what we found that helps with that is at the end of the day, like students don't necessarily just want to sit down and talk to a recruiter, right? Like my recruiting team is amazing. We're great. We absolutely can provide insight Um, and stories into what it's like to work on the teams that we're hiring for. But what's way more important than that is bring representation from the teams to talk to students personally. So we have found that if we go to a school and we just bring a recruiter, it falls a lot more flat than if we were to bring an engineering director to come and talk to the impact that she's seen on the team um, and, yeah. and you know, share that with all of the students at Georgia Tech. You know, that is a much more impactful approach um, yeah. and a much more you personal You want the real approach. stories. Absolutely. And because unfortunately, you know, sometimes you think, I mean, I guess it's true. Recruiters are always going to talk about the best aspects of a company and they're going to talk, you know, to the selling points. Whereas when you're talking to someone who's actually being in the shoes of the role that you're going for, mm-hmm. you feel that more authentic connection. It's yeah. That's what you're going to be doing. Absolutely. And they can also talk from like, the challenges better. Uh, you know, when a student is starting off, I always need to remind my team, um, all of us, to be as empathetic as possible to what these students are going for. Because to what you said earlier, like, this is a huge decision. This is their, maybe their first internship or their first full-time job. And it's really, really scary um, to make that decision and to feel scary. Yeah. And they feel so much pressure making, you know, the right choice. So having someone come in and being like, hey, I was there. I get it. Um, This is a crazy big decision. You want to make the right choice. Um, This is like my thought process that I made through it. This is why I feel like HubSpot answered for those things. It really um, has a a much better one-on-one connection than us sitting there being like, yeah, we have all these positions. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So at the end of the day, we need to fill our jobs. and, And I think everybody really realizes that. So having someone come in who their end goal isn't necessarily to fill these positions, it really is just to share their experiences, has been a huge help. So when you take that and you combine it with the fact that we're going um, strictly after really diverse schools and the conversations that we're having at these schools um, are about 
you know, diversity initiatives at HubSpot, what we do to make sure that we have ongoing learning, what we're doing to make sure that you're involved and invested and included in the team. It really provides this message of um, equality and of empowerment. So I think that that has been a huge help. Um, we also always look for opportunities to teach somebody something. Um, that is the inbound methodology that HubSpot promotes is we should provide content to somebody, provide something um, to them if they're going to come and sit and listen to us talk. So whether it be, you know, from marketing to engineering to our MBA hiring, we all talk about real tangible things in a learning. So it could be on the tech side, you know, we could teach them how to build a web application. If we want to make sure that if you're coming to listen to HubSpot talk, even if you don't get a job at HubSpot, you're going to take something away from that. Yeah. So I think that helps with our attendance. Um, you know, when they don't feel that they're just coming to get a job, but they're coming to learn so much more, more people are going to come and learn about us um, and, and kind of hear what we have to say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important. It's providing value. And like, yep. that's the future. I mean, that's the future of, you know, every, every way we acquire whatever it is we're looking to acquire, like the inbound methodology, as you said, mm -hmm. but like, from a recruiting perspective, the companies that will, I guess, win the war for campus talent are the ones that are really truly providing value to students and whether they're hiring them or not, when a student can take away something that they've learned, whether it's through listening to someone that's working there come and speak about their story. I remember when I was, um, you know, going through the whole campus recruiting thing when I was at school. Mm -hmm. And I heard a, um, I was probably like quite a senior manager at a professional services firm. I obviously didn't end up working in professional services. Yeah. Come and speak um, to a couple of like, it was a really small group on campus and hearing her story of, um, you know, how she got there and some of the challenges that she's overcome and her like becoming, um, you know, moving into that senior level role and leading global teams was like really interesting and compelling to me. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, if she's done something like this, that's totally accessible. I can go ahead and do something like that. Like, you know, she, she studied a similar thing to me. So yeah, it's definitely those like key takeaways that you, you want to leave students with. And yeah, I totally resonate with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then on the team side, so we are our own biggest critics. There's no one in HubSpot that could be a critic of our organization than us. Um, sometimes I have to actually encourage my team to like stop and celebrate uh, when we do yeah. have a big victory or a big win or a program went really, really well. Um, and they're, they're genuinely not the type to do it, but it's important. And so I push them to do that. But at the same time, um, it's in their nature to stop, reflect, and iterate. So that is very important. So I would say um, twice a year are the big times for us to be like, okay, what just happened? What went well? What didn't go well? What are we changing for the next round? And that is right now um, through December. And then again in late April into May. So those are the two times a year where we really, really do a deep dive of every event that we did, every program that we did for each org that we support and think about what worked, what didn't work and what we want to change moving forward. So those are the times where we're making sure that we're pushing to be even better, um, especially when our end goal is to um, make HubSpot a more diverse and inclusive place. 
we there there's that job is never ever ever going to be done so if we're not pushing ourselves to think differently to improve our programming to find different types of people than we did last time um then it's it's just going to run stale so we do take the time and it's actually i'm not going to speak for my whole team but it's it's definitely my favorite time of year those two times where we're able to like sit down and reflect because some of the best ideas and some of the best energy comes out of those meetings so i, I do i would hope um and i think that they would back me saying that it, it's their favorite times too to really be able to sit down and be like okay this went really really well at university of toronto um but the but that same event didn't go that well at um georgia tech so maybe we should iterate and change it and do this, do it this way next round. Um, you know, those are some of the best, most collaborative meetings and really brings the whole team together. So that's something else that we do to really push ourselves. The other thing is, you know, like I said earlier, I never claim to know everything about campus recruiting and I definitely don't claim to know everything about diversity, inclusion, and belonging at the company. I, I, I want to learn as much as possible. Um, so we also open it up. Um, we love hearing from other HubSpotters um, about what they think we could be doing better, changes that we could be making, schools that we haven't thought of yet. I mean, there's so many schools out there, we can think of them all. So um, we're constantly getting advice and getting really amazing input from other HubSpotters as well. So taking a step back to make sure that we're seeing and listening um, to what the company is asking of us and not just making decisions and changes in silo. I love that. I think that the idea of reflection time is so important. It's like almost when you, you know, I think of this as like when you come to like New Year's and you're thinking of like your resolutions yeah. for the year and you're like, okay, this is what went well. This is what didn't go well. It's so important to just like stop and reset and like think really big and, you know, and be really honest with your team and um, the business and think about your focus areas. What is sort of from like a, I guess, looking back at the past 12 months, if you're, you know, going, you're going through this process now and then looking forward to the next 12 months, do you have any key highlights for things that you think have gone really, really well and then things that you're hoping to do in the next 12 months that you're hoping will also sort of succeed and, you know, continue to change the dial around campus recruiting? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot. I am really honored and humbled to be able to say that every semester that I've gone through with this team has been better than the last. Um, so I feel like I could brag for days about the things that um, we've done. Amazing. Yeah, but I would say um, one major investment that we made into campus recruiting that kind of has a, a two-tier benefit here. So we are now corporate partners with Handshake, which is a student platform um, for universities and employers to use. The university yes. side, yeah, they promote the job descriptions to their students and students have to go through to find different opportunities. And then on the employer side, we can push jobs to certain types of students, to, uh, students with different backgrounds, with um, different majors, what have you. So by partnering with them, our outreach has been so much larger than we ever could imagine. Like, like I said before, we're only a nine-person team. That is very small um, and compared to other campus teams that I've spoken to. So being able to partner with Handshake and have Handshake honestly do a lot of the heavy lifting of that outreach has been so beneficial. Um, so over the summer, we were on Handshake sourcing all summer long for our talent, for the positions that we'd be hiring for in the, in the, um, the fall months. Yeah. And that was really, really helpful to just build a pipeline before school even starts. That 
you know, this, as soon as school starts, um, our window to hire for the positions is so small that being able to use the summer to build a pipeline and kind of go in already with that leg ahead um, was so, so helpful for us. And we're able to really like tailor our outreach to students that we know are going to be qualified, which was huge. Um, so that was a huge benefit going into this season. The other thing with Handshake, yeah, the other thing with Handshake is the schools are partners um, as well as the employers. So when we post our events and that we're going to a campus, Handshake, um, the, the school recipient through Handshake will promote those events with us too. So it, our outreach to students when we're actually physically going to the campus was also way better, way better attended. Um, and the attendance at our events had students that were actually interested in the positions that we were there to promote. Um, I feel like in the past, before we were using Handshake, you kind of never knew who you were going to get, um, which is great. And like, we do want to talk to all different types of students. But when we're going there with a specific, um, with like, you know, professionals from a, a specific org at HubSpot, we want students that are there to listen to them. So Handshake has been a huge help with tailoring that as well. So I know that like, I, I don't work for Handshake or HubSpot, but um, it was a huge shift in the way that we think about outreach and how we're able to reach new students. And it gave us the opportunity to really focus on the bottom of the funnel. So like, you know, the students that are actually um, through the interview process and we're giving offers to, my recruiters spent more time talking to them and, and building that rapport and understanding their concerns and their needs so that we can, you know, be more empathetic to what they're going through and provide a truly remarkable candidate experience. And we can spend less time promoting our events and building that top of the funnel because Handshake was doing a lot of that for us. So being able to do that really made us um, use our time more wisely, get better students interested, find new schools, which is amazing. Um, it's, it's just solving a lot of those major um, hurdles in the past and we're able to streamline our process so much more. Super cool. Super cool. And I think that, yeah, I think that that's really, there's a couple of things that you touched on there, but I really like the idea of, I mean, one of the things that I always talk to people about and I always hear is that that idea of like that campus recruiting season is so exhausting and it's so intense and, you know, it's so full on and you kind of can really just lose an opportunity to engage with students. But yeah, having that ability to build your pipeline before that even starts. And then, as you said, builds the rapport with students um, when you actually you have the, want to talk to them on campus and when they're coming and moving down the funnel closer to, closer to interviewing season and all of that. I think that is totally, a totally cool thing. And one of the really compelling ways that technology has, I think, positively impacted candidates experience but also the ways that recruiters can go about hiring um the best talent out there yeah absolutely super cool um from a technology perspective interested to hear what are some of the other ways i mean obviously your hubspot's a technology company mm -hmm. what are some of the other ways that you're using technology or you found that technology is either positively impacted how candidates are going about finding their next their next opportunity or even negatively impacted what they're looking what, how they're going about you know taking the next steps yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's so many different services and platforms that we've used to assist with our process. Um, I think one thing that I would say just from the, the negative standpoint, there's nothing that can replace a conversation. Um, and I still, I mean, call me old fashioned with that, but I still think it's so important 
at the end of the day to build that rapport and connect with students as much as you can. But, yeah, but there are so many things on the other side to assist um, students more to better preparing them for those that process. Um, so one thing that HubSpot has is we have HubSpot Academy. So we do have a lot of online resources to get students better tailored for HubSpot specifically, whether it be sales, um, marketing, or our engineering positions. There's all certifications that they can take so that when they do have that first conversation with a recruiter for an internship, they have tangible things to actually pull from. I think what's so hard for students is when they don't have an internship yet, getting that first one can feel like the most daunting task, um, but it shouldn't be. So we do provide a lot of online resources to train them and to get them better prepared up front. The other thing that I will be honest, I know a lot of students don't like, but from a recruiting standpoint, it's super, super helpful. We use something called Convey IQ, um, and it's like a take the interview, one side of video interview. So when we get, um, to put in perspective, you know, this past three months, four months, something like that. Uh, we've gotten a little over 9,000 um, applications into our uh, undergraduate and entry-level engineering positions. So like, we just get, we get a really high volume and it's really difficult to get people through that and, and find the best candidates out of all of these candidates that are coming through. So Convey IQ is really helpful in the sense that you put some questions on there, students can record themselves answering them. And it's really that first step to the phone interview. Um, we're getting to know you better, yeah. getting to know how prepared you are for this better. Um, so that has been super helpful from, from our side as well. The other thing that um, HubSpot has started for the benefit of the students is um, then one of our recruiters on the sales side started a webinar series. Uh, you know, we can't always travel. Like you said, campus season can be so exhausting. Um, so providing more virtual content is super important for students because a lot of the times they, they just don't know. They just need more information. So having that webinar series has been um, a huge success for us to just get our mission out there of what sales and technology really looks like and how um, students can better prepare themselves for the workforce. So all of those things combined, I think, have been ways that technology really benefited us. And so the only downside is nothing can replace a conversation. So we yeah. do need to make sure that we continue to have really strong rapport and really strong conversations with students whenever possible. Yeah, totally. I think that one of the cool, really cool things I've found with technology is it builds a lot of different, I and mean, there is a downside to this as well, but it builds a lot of different data points throughout mm -hmm. the whole cycle of recruiting, whether that's interviewing, as you were saying, or like technical interviews or actual, you know, whatever it is, but can build a little more of a holistic picture. One of the downsides that um, I've spoken to, I've heard from a few different people, and I'd be interested to hear your perspective on this, is that sometimes, um, particularly candidates from diverse backgrounds, some of the when you are using some of these like technical uh, ways of like assessment or who was I talking to about it? Um, just some of the processes that are in place for, I guess, assessing technical early time yeah. candidates. There can sometimes be systemic barriers um, for diverse candidates that exist. Have you, have you sort of experienced any of those challenges or seen that and how have you sort of addressed that? Um, absolutely, we have. So we have on the engineering side, we do have a coding challenge. That's the first step of our interview process. It's a technical challenge and it's not easy. I would never stand here and say that it is. It's a long challenge. It is very in-depth um, and it's really looking to drive um, your thought process out. So it, it, can be, it can be a lot for students. 
I'd say last year we had massive failure rates at the assessment stage um, and we, we needed to do more to assist students getting through it. So one, there's two things. One thing I would say is passing the assessment, like actually get coming to a final answer with all of our technical questions isn't the ultimate goal. You can not come to a final answer, but we can go in and see what your code looked like and see your thought process. And that can be enough um, because, you know, sometimes we can look at someone's code and we're like, ooh, if we were just able to give them this one, one nudge in the right direction, they would have had it in a second. Totally. Um, so being able to provide that opportunity is, has been massively helpful. And it also takes the pressure off. So I think that's the biggest thing is taking that pressure off. So when you prep a student for one of these coding assessments, you can be like, hey, listen, that end answer is not the most important thing, but showing your work and explaining your thought process and being able to do that is what's most important and in our key indicator of success when you're actually a co-op or an intern at HubSpot. So that's really what we're looking for. So taking that pressure off and that weight off their back um, has been, we've seen a real shift in just seeing people relax and approach it as something that can be more fun. So that is one thing that we've done. The other thing is we have um, one of our amazing engineers over in our Dublin office put together this one pager with more in-depth instructions and directions into like what is to come before you take a coding assessment. So there's really going to be no surprises. Um, you know, ultimately, we don't feel like we're giving anyone an unfair advantage because you still need to know how to code. Um, we can't tell you how to do that with a prep sheet, but we can tell you what languages you're going to face. We can tell you sort of things you need to brush up on beforehand so you don't feel like you're going in blind and scrambling. That has been a huge shift and change in our process to see a lot more people um, performing a lot better on the assessment. You know, a little bit of prep can go such a long way. One other thing is, as I said earlier, we purposely go, our program is very much um, revolving around diversity, inclusion, belonging initiatives within HubSpot. So the schools we go after need to match that criteria as well. In any of our target schools, as we call them, they interview in our process earlier. Um, so we have our block week um, that's like a massive amount of interviews that we bring in at the end of September, or sorry, excuse me, the end of October. Um, but Throughout our visits to campus, we do interviews then as well. And at the schools that we're going after, um, they are more diverse institutions. So our candidate pipeline is typically more diverse there. And those students are ones that probably entered the process a little bit earlier, like I said, over the summer or something like that when we source um, out of our target schools. So we are able to um, hopefully give them a little bit more time with the assessment and make sure that they get all the questions answered that they need to and can build that rapport and get to know them a little bit better and get to know their strengths and weaknesses so that we can better prepare them. Uh, so I think all of those things are ways that we've been able yeah. to combat that a little bit, but it is an ongoing challenge. Yeah. And when I sit down with my team, my tech team, um, in a couple weeks, you know, our, our fail rate at the assessment is the first thing that we're going to talk about. And, you know, what can we do better? How can we continue to improve this? Do we need a new assessment? We've changed our assessment a few times. Um, so that those are all ongoing conversations. Yeah, totally. And that links to that point you were talking about earlier about empathy and building rapport with students and building mm -hmm. trust and having that positive experience because you want people to feel like they're welcomed. You want people to feel like they're engaged and you want people to feel like that, you know, they can 
perform their best. And I think that, yeah, providing resources and providing value to people throughout the process of interviewing is so important to be able to do that and to foster those opportunities for people. Taking a step back, I'd love to hear from your own personal perspective and your career perspective. We've chatted a lot about all the amazing initiatives at HubSpot and all the really cool work you're doing from a campus recruiting perspective. Super inspiring. But from your own career, I know you are very much grounded in the campus talent space. (laughs) Where do you see or where would you hope to see that going in the next couple of years? Are you looking to further develop campus talent? Are you looking to expand your own horizons within a um, broader HR function? Talk me through that. I'd love to, you've been very forward thinking in sort of the approach to campus talent and I'd love to hear sort of a little more forward thinking from your own personal perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So another big challenge that I haven't really totally addressed um, is the the global piece of my job. Yes. Uh, So I've talked a lot about the U.S. in particular in this call, but I have an entire really large program that runs out of our Dublin office right now. Um, And that is an entire another challenge and just total culture shock for me um, as I've worked with my recruiters over there to to build that out because it really is totally different. Every new country that we go after, it's different than the last one. So in the U.S., things run relatively the same regardless of the school you go to like there's change there's changes of course and a little couple differences but in particular our education systems our education system in europe that is just so not the case um every country is different uh they have different processes timelines requirements uh so it it really has been super challenging to have a program that is like a, a you know a uniform program out there that is going to answer for all these different regions but We've gotten to an awesome spot and we're continuing to grow and develop there. So I do feel like we're getting at a really good spot. And personally, my knowledge of European recruiting is continuing to evolve and advance to, to the point of um, my knowledge of you know, the United States education program. But there is so much more to that. So I think my next big challenge is something that I'm excited to start exploring. And I do mean start because we have not looked into it at all is um, Asia Pacific and what's going on out there. Like my passion is definitely continues to be in campus. um, And I'd say even more so in diversity, inclusion, belonging within tech organizations. Um, So I want to continue to dive in there. But I want to be able to, when I say that I'm a global campus recruiting manager, I want that to actually mean global. I think right now it means, you know, there's you know, two, maybe three continents that I'm covering, but it really isn't global in the sense that it could be. And there's so much to learn about early career talent in Asia that I'm really excited to tackle. So that's going to be the next big thing for me. And um, also every country that we go after, there's a new definition of what diversity means there. Um, so kind of wrapping my brain around that, figuring out what programming I've done in the past and what could be different or what could be the same um, and, you know, readjusting myself to a new culture continues to be a really awesome experience. So I'm excited for that to be the, hopefully the next step in my career is, you know, bringing my program and expanding even more to, to truly be global since HubSpot is truly global and we do have offices mm. um, across the world. I want to make sure that our campus program is reflective of that. And I would be, um, I can pretty firmly say that right now it is not. Uh, yeah. So that's the next big step, hopefully for, for me. Yeah, that's pretty, that's a very exciting step. And I think something that, you know, will obviously bring positive um, outcomes to your own campus recruiting program, but 
I, I've spoken to a lot of different people, particularly in tech, big tech companies that are sort of rapidly expanding, expanding globally and they echo your sentiments of yeah. it's so different to, in different markets and the differences between Europe and Asia Pacific and the US and, you know, even the differences between like what's going on um, in just different countries that are like right next door to each other is makes it, it makes our job all more exciting, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely does. Cool. My last question, I'd be really interested to hear. So if you had a magic wand and you could sort of change one thing or innovate one thing or make some amazing um, change to campus recruiting and early talent, completely blue sky thinking, what would you do? Uh, There's like five things that just... (laughs) Five magic wands. But if I had to actually pick one thing that I would use my magic wand for, it would be to change the access to education. So it's really beyond um, just, you know, campus recruiting and, and what it means to hire students. But we find ourselves constantly going outside of the world of university and find more non-traditional backgrounds, which is amazing. And we're going to continue to do that. But the reason that we have to do that is because education is not available for everybody. It's not yeah. a new opportunity right now. Um, so the elite and the people coming from you know more privileged backgrounds are the one that have access to the to education and can afford to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And you know that across the United States in particular, but you know that's not necessarily not true everywhere. Um, being able to have access to education would make my job so much easier. <laughs> so totally, that is my magic wand thing. I think the, the trickle down effect of that would be so substantial and we wouldn't have as many diversity issues that we do um, in the tech industry if education was, was more accessible to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think from what I've been hearing that um, I know this is this isn't the solution, but I totally 100% agree that you know access to education is so important. But from a like short term technical perspective, there's been a lot of um, cool stuff coming out of boot camps and those sort of short courses around coding, Flatiron School, Lambda, those kind of yeah, you know, training people that are into their careers. Obviously, there's still barriers to entry for those type of opportunities, but I feel like that sort of links into like the next wave of campus talent and entry level talent will be people that are changing their career and reskilling, no longer you know coming fresh out of college. Absolutely. We've had massive successes with those organizations and I'm really excited to continue to work with them and to, you know, give them feedback on areas for improvement and give them more access to opportunities and um, match the timelines and all of that. So it's already been going so much better like this year than it did the year before and the year before that. And we're going to continue to partner there and invest there because I think my magic wand um, example is not going to happen anytime soon and oh. it's really have a I know. I don't think the trickle down effect will be as um, substantial as I want for many, many, many years to come if it does change. So um, a better approach is to really lean into those programs that are helping students or helping people in general, not just students, but career changers, people who are interested in technology. Um, They've done such a great job and we're really excited to mentor those programs and continue to partner with them. It's been massively successful so far. So we're continuing to do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, on that note, Colleen, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Absolutely loved having you on. Super inspired by all the work that you're doing and very excited to see how you're going to continue to 
positively impact students' lives globally. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was really great. I'm always happy to chat campus and looking forward to continuing the conversation. Yeah, totally. Loved it. Thanks for listening to our Inside Talent podcast. Subscribe to stay updated for our conversations with talent leaders.